0: The Censorship of Unity 2020, the Fedora Chronicles radio show for September 9th, 2020. Recorded on August 28th, Jason Cousin O. and I, Eric Rinderkinkfis, discuss how Brett Weinstein's political movement, Unity 2020, has been suppressed by Twitter and the account for it has been suspended for amplifying the hashtag just say no to Donald and Joe. The conversation then moves to how censorship shadow banning and deep platforming is killing the business model of mainstream platforms such as twitter facebook and instagram and is opening the doors for other social media platforms such as mewe and parlay by the way you can also find us on mewe and parlay just do a search for the bador chronicles right after you signed up The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase T-shirts, coffee mugs, and more with our logo and slogans right on them. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and our website on the air. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show with pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel pumps, with topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Fire FM, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Google Play on Android devices. If your favorite podcast service doesn't have the Thor Chronicles radio show on it, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Once again, this is Jay O and I, Eric Render king Fisk. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. That's gone. Hey! You did it. Daddy figured this one out. So anyway, I had the title and everything all picked out, and I had the show topics already ready to go, and then I go on Twitter, and shit fucking went sideways. Oh, really? Um, What happened? I wanted to send you some images, as a matter of fact. I think that I sent you... Because, of course, the thing is, is that on the other phone, people are texting me like crazy about... Mm -hmm what's happened in the past couple of hours. Um, well, what
1: happened? I don't know. Well, I literally like woke up like five minutes
0: ago. Oh, you see, that's... Wow, that's what a friend I am, huh? Um, that's right. I'm not sure if you are familiar with Unity 2020. And I think that's going to be the name of this episode. I'm going to have to rename the show page and save the title The Devil's Doctrine for another day. Okay. Another episode. Um, so I woke up first thing this morning to my beautiful wife, making me coffee. And, um, then I hop downstairs and I check out Twitter to see what's trending. Cause here's the thing. You don't want to record an episode and be 15 and 20 minutes into it and then realize, Oh my God, there's a bigger story that we should have been talking about. Or there's been a development on your topic yeah. that you need to talk about because it just happened overnight and i don't so, want i don't want people so, to listen to this episode and say yeah but eric what about what happened on twitter thursday night friday morning so the thing is is that brad weinstein is somebody that we have talked about a lot recently brad weinstein brett weinstein what is it brett, brett brad
1: brett weinstein okay that sounds familiar
0: all right i'm actually like scrambling to get because this is what happens when you have too many windows open at the same time. Brett Weinstein, at Brett Weinstein on Twitter, maybe not for long, yeah. maybe not for long, had posted on Twitter first thing this morning, or late, late last night, that the web page for Articles of Unity have been suspended, or has been suspended on Twitter. And he shows before and after pictures but they're swapped they're backwards you could actually look and find at least until sometimes this morning at articles of unity and On on twitter and brett weinstein has come up with a great idea to have an alternative to trump and biden where we have a, a a third party that drafts presidential candidates who are more than qualified to run this country, more qualified than Trump and Biden without a doubt. And you have a party convention you say these people the, th- these people are who we who we nominated. And there's a lot of names that are that are banded about that I won't get into right now. And the thing is is that, look, this is this is a great idea and and how to lead the country. From a centrist point of view or a moderate point of view, okay, and um, the president and the vice president, who come from different moderate sides of the aisle—moderate right, moderate left—would actually run the country together. Everything that they would do, they would actually have to agree on, unless in the case of something like a, a national emergency, where the president has just minutes to make a decision. The person who was the president would make those decisions like any other time. But any other instance, like working on the budget, what to do about um, hot topic issues, they would have to agree with each other before you can make any, any decision. So you know it's right for the country. You don't have just one person just running roughshod. And actually work with Congress and the Senate because it's not right that the president actually makes policy all by his lonesome. And he and he throws out a couple of like really big names Um, like Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, this other admiral who um, was part of the raid against bin Laden and huge patriot. Can't remember his name right now. I'm only on my second cup of coffee and has this and has this great idea. And one of the things that was trending, um, not Trump, not Biden. That was that had been trending.
1: So, what caused this to suddenly trend on Twitter?
0: Um, believe it or not, I believe that it's the suspending of the account that I had just mentioned, Articles of Unity, at Articles of Unity on Twitter, was has been deactivated, or has been shut down by Twitter. Um. I'm just going to read this tweet from Brett Weinstein it says Twitter suspended hashtag unity 2020s account for amplifying hashtag just say no to Donald and Joe as President Trump was accepting the Republican Party's nomination. Pull back the curtain and see how we got here. Vague rules and selective enforcement are the duopoly's best defense. Heads up at Jack. Jack Dorsey is the guy who runs Twitter. Oh, okay. Okay. And the thing is, is it, and this is seven hours ago, where Brett Weinstein had posted a screenshot at how #hashtag just say no to Donald and Joe, which kind of rhymes. <laughs> um, it was trending. So if it's if it's nine o'clock now Eastern Standard Time, and that was eight hours ago, or seven hours ago. That was 1 a.m. Eastern standard time. This thing was trending like crazy. Twitter shut down on a, a political account. How does that make any sense? Well, explain to me how that's a good thing. All right.
1: Okay. Well, I can't explain to you why it's a good thing. I can understand why they shut it down though. Right. They shut it down because it violates some of their terms of service to be determined later. Right. The important thing is they shut it down. Right. Okay. Yep. Um. It's like, who did they, they shut, they shut something down. Oh, they shut down. Um. There's a group that is anti-child sex slavery. Oh, that's. And Twitter shut down their, their, um their account.
0: Dude, that's in our show notes.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, Twitter's, Twitter's
0: turned into bullshit. That's right. what it boils down to. Which is why people are moving to Parlay.
1: Right, which, you know, I created an account on Parlay, and to be honest with you, I haven't spent any time trying to figure out how to use it yet.
0: It's just so, like Twitter. It's literally just like Twitter.
1: Well, I had an account on Twitter and didn't realize it for five years, so <laughs> not exactly up on the Twitter feed, you
0: know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm jamming messages to you. Why won't Jay respond? What did they right. do to piss him off? I I, I I don't know much at all. Yeah. So. So. We. We don't understand why these groups are getting shut down. And as far as I know, and the thing is, is that it is eight fifty nine, nine o'clock a.m., August twenty eighth, two thousand twenty. And I haven't checked in the last five minutes to see if whether or not we're, we we've we've been blocked or or um, suspended on Twitter yet. I haven't checked in the past five minutes. I
1: mean, and this is where people get pissed off, right? Um, The thing we have to remember is Twitter has every right to block anybody for any reason they fucking want. Okay. So if everyone moves over to, what is it? Parlay? You said, right. If everyone moves over to Parlay, that is the price Twitter pays for trying to be an elitist controlling corporatocracy, corporate terrorist, basically right um terrorist is probably too strong of a word but they're basically being a corporate overlord and saying hey this is what we've decided we want everyone to be like so you know it's just bullshit is what it is um gonna have to see how this plays out i mean you know originally that's how presidents and vice presidents were voted for right Going back to the original, circling back to the original. Sure. And like I just KD80 had
0: right. I just have to insert, I have to apologize um, for the background noise because Carol just came down from a meeting and she's just said good morning to Harrison. I don't know if it actually made it onto, uh, made it onto the something. audio. O-
1: originally, the up until, I want to say I think it was after World War, it was either after World War One or it was during the great depression when they changed the rules on how we elect presidents. Sure. It used to be that you had two people running for president. Well, you would have however many people running for president, but the person who came in first and the person who came in second won the election. The first person who came in first was president. The person who came in second was vice president. Fine. I would yeah. actually be completely okay with that. I think that is better than what we have now. Right. Um, I also so this whole unity 2020 thing is just basically going back to, hey, let's just admit we fucked up like 100 years ago and changing the way we elect president, because honestly, I think more people are annoyed with the two party system and the increasing hostility between the two of them. Right. When everyone knows they're 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 only different from each other by minor degrees.
0: Sure. Right. Now more than ever. And, now more than ever.
1: Right. You know, I mean, like Nancy Pelosi was saying that the Democrats are not going to budge at all on what they are demanding for the the stimulus package, the economic stimulus package. Right. Okay. How is that political? And that how does that help? That's just childish. Yeah. That's that's like someone in second grade. Well, if you're not gonna play the game I want, I'm gonna hold my breath.
0: <gasps> hold your breath all that's that you want, not, Nancy.
1: Yeah, that's that's not uh, politics is about finding compromise. When did our politicians learn or figure out that they can get away with not being political and not finding compromise? And what are we going to do about it? Because here's the thing. If you're on the right and someone on your side is saying that, you know, we can't compromise on this. I understand the gut instinct to say, damn right, we're not. But on the other hand, I can also look at it and go, okay, well, that's stupid. Yeah. And you don't deserve my vote anymore. You do not deserve my respect, my um, my support, because you're not doing the job you got hired for. Not at all. Which is to find a compromise. Now, that being said, there are certain areas where I think a compromise is people are declaring they're looking for a compromise when they're not. Like right. for example, gun control. Not one thing that a pro second amendment person likes has been offered up by the gun control crowd as a compromise, not one thing. You know, We'd be, honestly, every single gun second amendment gun guy I know or gun girl I know would be completely fine with outlawing bump stocks if we had 100% reciprocity for concealed carry permits, which means every state, city, town, county in the United States has to honor a concealed carry permit issued in any other state, city, town. We do it with driver's licenses. We do it with marriage licenses. So why the fuck don't we do it with with uh, concealed carry permits, Right. Now I understand that's not that's
0: not a tough question, Jay.
1: Well, it it really isn't. But at the same time, there's there's some valid arguments on the other side too. They're like, okay, well, in our state, in order to get a concealed carry permit, you need to do A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. You gotta get a background check. You gotta get fingerprinted. You need this, you need that. In some states, you're like, hey, can I have a concealed carry permit? They're like, here you go.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, okay, I can understand that as being a little bit of give and take. But I think most gun guys and girls, would, most guns, pro-Second Amendment people would be like, okay, sure. You want us to be fingerprinted and have a background check before you issue us a concealed carry permit? We will do that if nowhere in the United States do they say that we don't honor that. We will submit to that. That is perfectly fine and completely acceptable and totally understandable. You know, but that's, that's where politicians are supposed to do they're supposed to find the common ground but they don't nancy pelosi saying we're not budging on this is stupid and asinine right donald trump saying hey i won the election you got to do what i want is stupid and asinine you know this is not acceptable
0: and it's amazing how you and i can actually agree on the fact that they're acting like freaking children because if we can do it why can't they you know
1: Well, well. Not only that, but why can't other people?
0: That's another thing. That's you know. That's I kind of feel as if we're sort of jumping around on topics because we're 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 basically talking around the same issue, as it were. Right. Because I was I had both barrels ready to go, cocked and locked, ready to go. Talking about how, um, we tried to create an ad two weeks ago for the frazzled rip episode and i did everything that i possibly could i changed um the status of the show page as um i, I clicked the little tab that says this is a political issue i changed the demographics for the ad I did everything that I could to get the ad approved. I must have tried at least five or six times and the ad kept getting denied over and over and over again. And it's the episode where you and I had talked the first week of July about how some of the urban legends or the conspiracy theories surrounding Frazzledrip and Pizzagate are way off base. And that there are other things about it that we actually said this This doesn't look like. Like the whole Wayfair thing with the cabinets, the cabinets with the first name of a missing child. And the cabinet, like the cheap cabinet goes for $14,000, $17,000, $18,000. That looks suspicious and that looks bad. And maybe they ought to look into that. That looks, it looks bad. Now, are we saying that... Wayfair is actually participating in child sex trafficking I don't know but it, it's this is a bad look and this is the reason why conspiracy theorists are saying well yeah they are right. and we did everything that we possibly could to have a fair and honest show and I admit the headline was purposefully sensational to get clicks to get listens to get likes right. I, I, I completely totally admit that Jay Well, yeah, but everyone does that. Everybody does that. Yeah. Now, we did a follow-up show last week, which aired this Monday, thanks to my schedule, and I wanted to give the other episode a time to breathe and get downloads. I did an episode talking about how we're being censored by Facebook and, and Twitter and other social media and how they will not allow us to promote the Frazzle Drip episode and how the link has been removed from some of the conspiracy groups that we like to spam. There's no other way to say it because I don't have time to participate in all of the 20 or so conspiracy theory groups that are out there. My contribution is the episode. That's what I contribute. That's what I bring to the table as it were. And I think that that's a lot. I think that that's, I mean, I put hours into doing this and I got a lot of responses back and then I go and I look later to see how those how those are doing and the ones that ha- some of the ones that had been approved had been deleted and I went back and I talked to the admin of the group where one these links were brought down and I said well, you know did you take down the link and it says no I was actually looking for it because I wanted to listen to it and it was gone. I didn't delete it. And he looked and he didn't see anybody in his staff deleted it.
1: Which means it had to have been deleted by Facebook.
0: Right. Why would Facebook want to shadow ban a podcast that debunks specific aspects of Frazzledrip slash Pizzagate?
1: Because they, didn't, they don't listen to the episode. They just...
0: Well, I look at
1: the title and they're like, oh, well, we can't have
0: this being talked about. But in the in the description. It actually says that we debunk certain aspects of this. Then talking to other people who are very concerned about it's just child sex trafficking, period, and how they're getting frustrated and they're getting upset. I'm trying to get these people on the podcast and John Pica shared the screen capture of this. Talking about how, um, and I'm just going to read this. Your group has been disabled because this is because end child trafficking worldwide goes against our community spa- standards on hate speech.
1: And it's probably because they're talking shit about pedophiles, and uh, Twitter has bought into the Facebook. What is it? Map. Yeah. Right. Our Facebook. Whoever, they bought into the whole map thing, minor attracted people, which is bullshit. You know, and, you know, I fully acknowledge that years ago, being a homosexual used to be considered a psychosis. It used to be considered a mental deficiency, you know, before it was, well, it was actually driven by the moral deficiency crowd trying to justify them being bigots against gay people. So I understand the history of that. However, when you're dealing with a minor, which minor attracted people are definitely doing by their own admission, that is now a totally different arena. This is not a simple matter of, hey, as long as you're consenting adults, who gives a shit? This is now, okay, only one of you is a consenting adult. The other person doesn't have the legal capacity to provide consent you know it's like the whole shit that's going on with facebook with that whatever it's called the uh the 11 year olds that are twerking on stage right right? who the hell thought that was a good idea
0: no that's 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 pretty awful right and then
1: yesterday the u.s marshals or at least a story came out yesterday the u.s marshals went and saved 26 children from a child sex and child slavery ring in Georgia or North Carolina. I forget which one it was, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna block that one? Because a lot of that is talking about pedophilia. And some of the charges are things like um, parental kidnapping. So, which just disgusts me to no end. That someone would take their own child away from their spouse and then put them in sex slavery or slavery in general yeah that's bullshit but
0: you know what kind of fucking monster are you to think that that's actually okay
1: exactly exactly how fucked up do you have to be to do that you know
0: yeah but but people are uh, people like us are talking about this issue it's a serious issue we're talking about you know ending child sex trafficking we've donated money to Operation Underground Railroad. I'd actually like to get the CEO and the founder of of that organization on our podcast and talk about what more we can do to help. It's an issue that we have been concerned about. It's going on years now. Yeah. And for you, because now... One of the things that I had noticed in reading some of the follow-ups to the links that I had posted on Twitter that are still up, we are being accused of being members of QAnon. And I think QAnon has only existed for, what, maybe a couple of months? A year at the most? I'm not even sure how long it existed. QAnon? Yeah.
1: QAnon's been around for quite some time. Okay. And we're being accused of being part
0: of it? We're being accused of being a part of QAnon, or we're were r- rogue Russian agents or were Russian bots because we did an episode talking about <sighs> Pizzagate and Frazzledrip.
1: Okay. So a quick search of QAnon shows that Wikipedia is inaccurate. QAnon has been around since bulletin boards, pre what we think of as the modern internet. Okay. Right. It's been around since like the eighties and nineties when bulletin boards were a thing. Right. QAnon stands for a uh, anonymous, and I think Q was just kind of a randomly chosen uh, letter. I believe it used to have a meaning, but I don't yeah. recall what it was. QAnon was what someone would use when they wanted to post something they thought was controversial. Right. Right? When you look it up on Wikipedia, it says, It's a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles Running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against Donald Trump who is battling them. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's who they think we're part of, which we're not. You know. But that's also not what QAnon is.
0: You know who you know who we are. You know, you know my name. How the fuck does that make me a part of QAnon? I'm not anonymous.
1: Well, first of all, I mean I can understand people who don't understand our politics thinking we're far right. I get that. Okay, because we're we are to, we are right wing, so what someone considers to be far right could mean they're not as far left as what some what they are. Right, and you know, whatever, you know, far right is a is a relative term. We never. I mean, we do think there's a cabal of global sex trafficking.
0: No, we don't so, think okay. we know. We know right. that we know. Right, there because is tra- we've
1: actually listened to the victims that were that were having issues with this because they were victims of it. Yes. So we pay attention to that. So we're like, yeah, okay. Jeffrey Epstein's one cog in a machine. Got that. Okay, so I can understand. We are to the right, and we do think there's a global sex trafficking ring. Sat- Satan worshiping pedophiles? Eh, no i think you and i are pretty much on the same page on that one and we're like some of them maybe
0: it's fun but whatever. it's quote it's quote fun to talk about around the campfire yes in the month of october when you're kicking back some beers or some hard cider and talking about scary stuff but i mean and here's the thing there are satanists across the border in new hampshire who practice their religion? They have their black masses out in the middle of the woods um, on abandoned roadbed trails because back in 87, 88, my father and I, while we were hiking, accidentally stumbled upon them. Right. They're real. They, there they are. They are. There are real Satan worshipers who practice their religion out in the middle of the woods doing what they do. And if you don't believe that, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And right. you're, and you're I mean,
1: we're talking up uh, we're talking about personal experiences Right. Here. We have seen this. We know this happens. So sorry you don't agree with us. Are there but... are
0: there some of them that are politicians and lawyers and reporters in Washington D.C.? Probably. But you know what? There are also probably stamp collectors. That right. you know, practice their hobby in in Washington, DC too, who are also, you know, politicians and reporters and lawyers in in, in the Washington DC area. They're everywhere.
1: Right. It doesn't doesn't you know, and and uh what do they call them? Ferroquinologists. You know? They're all over the place too. When, and what, Does that mean we think there's a secret cabal of them? Maybe. No. Maybe. Mm. Well, I mean, maybe there is, but let's be honest. How dangerous politically or potentially is a cabal, a hidden secret cabal of people who like trains? What if they or stamp collectors.
0: What if they what if they infiltrate Amtrak? What if they're running Amtrak?
1: Can I can I give you a
0: hint? Sure. Most people who work for
1: a train company tend to like trains. <gasps> just saying. No. Just throwing that out there is a crazy thing. No. I have noticed. In my field, in the IT industry, everyone I've dealt with actually likes technology. <gasps> Just saying, throwing that out there. It's a crazy thing, I know. Oh my
0: God. You know what I've noticed? That? In some of the groups that I belong to, hmm. uh, um, podcasters and talking about equipment, they're actually obsessed about audio quality.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. I, are you allowed to say that on the radio? I don't know.
0: There are people who are obsessed about their equipment, and trying to get like limited noise and like like digital recording is like the holy grail. Like where has this been all of our lives? Because you know,
1: some people are just disgusting, Eric. Oh my god, disgusting! I can't believe you would associate with them.
0: And I, I think I'm one of them too. My best friend. What the fuck? my dad got me <laughs> my my dad got me hooked on audio quality talking about solid state and vacuum tubes condenser microphones
1: i remember for your wedding we drove out to the beach yeah. there was like a convoy of like six cars
0: yeah.
1: and we each had we each had a walkie-talkie in there that your father had, because your father, for some reason, in his van had like seventy-five walkie-talkies. And that was the first time I looked at you and raised my eyebrow about your father, and you were like, "Dude, dude, you're not even scratching the surface." That's
0: shit. not was that's relaxed. Dad, Dad used to have this vast collection of ham radio and audiophile magazines dating to back before we were born. I mean, <laughs> and and.
1: The
0: the walkie-talkies we're talking about are
1: not like those twenty dollar walkie-talkies that you can pick up at like, you know, Cabela's or Walmart or wherever. We're talking about these these things were like the size of a tissue box. Yep. <laughs> and you could adjust like 175 different channels on it with different squelch levels. <laughs> I mean <laughs> these I- things these things were like CBs
0: you could fit in your hand that ran on batteries. No, these were like, he had, he he had like um, two-way radios. He didn't like walkie-talkies. They were handheld portables. That's what he, um, (laughs) (laughs) he was like very, no, no, they're not walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkies
1: are a child's toy.
0: Yeah, Um, but he, he he was just phenomenal. Um, in, in that regard and he I mean he and I could talk literally for hours about how do you actually get like a zero noise ratio with any equipment and it's like an, and um, you know building a, a power supply that would actually prevent line noise and he could talk to you for like literally for hours the origins of line noise right um and uh and he and he could, he could actually tell you just by plugging something in to the wall socket if if there was something wrong with your um your power outlet he could actually like tell you about like oh, the internal wiring the internal wire like he could actually spot where in your wall some of your line noise was coming from because one of your your um one of your power cords in the wall was cramped and it's like and he said that's where your line noise is coming from and god forbid that's if there's ever a fire that's probably where it's going to start as well like he could just tell you that um
1: right and he was a hobbyist he didn't oh no he, he also well, he did work as an electronic electrical engineer person on occasion yeah but in between his looking into UFO conspiracy theories but yeah, yeah I mean your dad was he was an interesting individual, let's no phrase it that kidding. way. No kidding. He was
0: yeah. No kidding. I mean, oh, and by the way, I'm just going to interject here. Um uh-huh. Ariel Cooksley is is doing an episode of her other podcast, podcast podcasts on the pod about a, and she's doing a very special episode on this very topic. And I'm just going to leave it there. Um keep an eye out for that. And we're also going to be recording part two sometime in the not too distant future. We're getting and we got way off topic. Um, Us off topic? No. No. But but so we were going to be talking about, you know, part two or part three. I joked about this in the last episode in the introduction. Part four of our amazing Frazzle Drip trilogy. I'm not sure if this is if this actually qualifies as part five, but we have sort of discovered the secret hidden underbelly of social media that is actively censoring people with points of view that don't line up with their doctrine and the the suspending of the unity political party or unity 2020 is a very scary precedence precedence and I am to the point where I'm actually worried about being deplatformed because we echo a lot of these sentiments. And we will definitely be having the, the hashtag Unity 2020 somewhere in the show page. And I'm wondering if that's going to flag us for being a part of, quote, hate speech. How, and here's the other thing. How is Unity considered hate speech?
1: Because it goes against the two-party system. This and this is where. This is where I I tend to sound more conspiracy theorist because the truth of the matter is, people, who don't like the status quo, are being are starting to be demonized. Okay, so if you're talking about anything that deviates from the status quo, the established way we do things, even though it's there's no constitutional precedent or demand for it then you can be considered um on hate speech what you're doing is hate speech yeah but only on things that they approve of or disapprove of right because like people are talking left and right about abolishing the electoral college and that's okay but something just as radical which our our country historically used to do such as hey The vice president is the person who doesn't win the presidency. That's radical. Right. That's, oh, we can't have that. No, no, no,
0: no, no, you will
1: die. (laughs) No, so, (laughs) so, I mean, it's just, it's bullshit is what it boils down to. It is absolute 100% unmitigated bullshit because it's okay to talk about. Some rather extreme radical views like getting rid of the Electoral College, destroying our representative democracy by going to a mob rule frame of, of governance. It's OK to talk about that because they think it'll help them. Right. Right. Even though that was how Clinton won the presidency, not even 40 years ago, it's like 30 years ago. You know, it's a, but that, 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 that's that's OK. We can let that go. I mean, how long ago was Clinton president? It was 92, right, when he became president? So it's not even, it's just just about 20 years ago. Right. That's how, that's when Bill Clinton became president because of the Electoral College, not because of popular vote. But now because, you know, hey, Hillary lost and all of the polls agreed she should have won. But that villainous Electoral College that our founding fathers set up specifically so that we would have... Donald Trump become president, that just, ugh. Right. Just, it drives me nuts. It, it really drives does. me nuts. And it again, this is another thing that happens on both the right and the left. Both sides do this. I try not to do it, but I'm sure I probably do because I'm an idiot. So, you know, I mean, it, it just, why is it okay to talk about some things that are controversial but not others? Right. Why is it okay to talk about something controversial if you're espousing a certain belief regarding that? But not other things
0: like you could post some of the most pornographic content on twitter that anybody can easily find and that's okay you can talk about almost any other controversial topic but then when you try and click on the link for unity 2020 and their website articles of and you click on it and you get a warning Warning, this link might not be safe. HTTP, it might be because it's an HTTP, not a HTTPS. H-T-T-P-S. Articlesofunity.org. Yeah.
1: That, and that probably has to do with, I'm surprised you, most browsers will reject that nowadays.
0: well. But the thing is, is that when you actually go to articlesofunity.org and you and we talked about this we talked about this for about a, maybe a half hour 35 minutes you go to the far left side of the address bar and it has a lock box saying that the connection is secure right social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook are doing their best to censor certain groups and certain topics from people talking about them And if that's not upsetting and if that's not disturbing, you're not paying attention. And this gets back to one of the things that I had talked about this week in promoting the podcast and trying to get guests on the show to come on and literally explain to me why should I vote for one of these two candidates. I'd like to get an even balance. I don't want to get six people who will talk... uh, uh, (laughs) Pardon... (laughs) Pardon the phrase a blue streak about how wonderful Donald Trump is. I cannot get people to come on to talk about Joe Biden and explain to me why Joe Biden is such a a great choice. I can't do it. And because I have the one stipulation you cannot say because Trump right. or, or you cannot make comparisons to Trump. On his own tell me why Joe Biden is such a great choice. On just the merits of Joe Biden. They won't come on. They, ha- they- now,
1: now let's just point out before people start saying this shit, yes, we did something similar with Barack Obama, where, you know, the during the reelection for with Romney, for example, we, we would actually ask people, I don't think we were doing the podcast together then. No. we but we would actually ask people, I know you and I have discussed this, okay, why do you want to vote for Romney? Can you tell me that without mentioning barack obama
0: and they couldn't do you it know? they could not they, yeah
1: a shocking number could not do it so you're not really voting for something you're voting against something right i was that helpful to the country
0: right because one of the and part of the conversation that i had when people who were like you know espousing joe biden and i tried to explain to this one person in, in particular you're not actually voting for joe biden you're actually voting against Donald Trump. That's not the same thing. Technically, yeah, maybe it is, but in actuality, it's not the same thing. It's you if you can't tell me all the great things or all the great reasons why we should vote for a character such as Joe Biden without mentioning how bad the other guy is, it's that's not a platform. And historically right. speaking, the only time an incumbent has lost, perfect example, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter lost for two huge reasons. The first one is that he looked soft and incompetent, especially in the in the midst of the uh, Iran hostage crisis. Right. The Iranian hostage crisis where Iranian students and activists overrun the American embassy and they had, I'm not sure it was hundred or so um, Americans hostage for, I think it was like more than a year, and um, that's and this is how taught Ted Koppel uh, made a career for himself with Nightline because every single night Ted Koppel talked about the Iranian hostage crisis. That was and that was that was like the biggest topic in nineteen seventy nine and that and it even occurred during the 1980 presidential election and not only did ronald reagan offer a plan to, to get the hostages out of iran but he also had an economic platform and he and he talked a good game yeah. ronald reagan beat the incumbent by, by
1: having ideas by
0: simply ideas. having uh, having a plan and having ideas yeah. What's your plan if if you are a Biden supporter? What's your plan? And people can't give me an honest answer.
1: Which you think would be an important question that you would want to be able to add, answer?
0: What's your plan? Yeah. You know, and, and I, mean, I and, and I and and would, you know oh go to his website is not an answer
1: because if you don't if you can't tell me what it is about him that you like then you're not really supporting him. Or her, let's be honest, because it could be Joe Jorgensen you're talking about, someone who supports Joe Jorgensen. If you can't support your candidate, if someone asks you why you're voting for someone and you can't, say, talk about just your candidate without bringing up the other people in the election, you're not really supporting your candidate. You're just demonizing the other side. You just don't like what they're doing. Now, understand that that's valid. Right. That is absolutely a valid point. But don't say that this person is going to save us. Just say this person is better than the other guy. And you should be able to admit, if you're just voting against someone else, it should be really easy for you to admit that, yeah, this person's not the best, but he's better than the other guy or she's better than the other guy.
0: And Just admit
1: that.
0: Just admit it. it. Because it's okay
1: to admit that the person you're voting for is human and fallible. We had a. Come. I don't know when we started doing this shit where, where it was like, my candidate, you know, we have to, you know, support our candidate and pretend like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know what? I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Right. I didn't vote for, I forgot who, uh, I didn't vote for Hillary. You know, why didn't I vote for them? Because I didn't like them either of them and i couldn't find enough policies espoused by either of them to justify my vote so i voted for a third party now some people say oh so you threw your vote away yeah that's like, another no, thing that we're actually actually i didn't you did cuz you chose the lesser of two evils which in my mind means you're the one throwing your vote away i voted for someone that i actually supported so i didn't throw my vote away just because they you know just to, to quote a great television show may have been the losing side, still not convinced it was the wrong one. But yeah, and I'm sad that that
0: only lasted for one season.
1: Oh, come on. You and I both know if it got on for more than two seasons, it would have been just a, eh.
0: You think so? All right. Um, anyway. We're talking about Firefly, by the way. Yes.
1: For those um, who don't know.
0: For, those, for, for the two of you who don't know. <laughs> and and, and the, one of the conversations that Which, I had. Which, by
1: the way, hi, Mom.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation that I had with one of our listeners, and I like to believe he's a listener because he's talked to me about the show in the past. Mm-hmm. I asked him the honest question what if after January twenty first, the day after inauguration day, things actually get worse under Joe Biden. More cities are on fire, there's more corruption. The coronavirus is out of control. More people are dying from it. We're still years away from a vaccine. The economy is tanking hard. The international markets have lost all confidence in the United States. The United States is, is, it it would be teetering on an absolute total collapse. Then what? And he actually had the audacity to say, at least Donald Trump is not in office anymore
1: right and they say things like that unironically too like you know it as well as i do like we're all in on the same thought process it's like well okay i guess but aren't you a little just a little let's not even go with angry let's just go with disappointed that your guy didn't do shit to fix things aren't you just a little disappointed in that because i got to be honest Bush, one, got in into office just riding on Reagan's coattails, right?
0: Bush the elder. Bush.
1: Bush the elder got in because he was riding Reagan's coattails.
0: Yeah.
1: He didn't get elected. He didn't get reelected, I should say, because, well, a lot of people have different theories on this, but the truth of the matter is he didn't get reelected because no one could point out anything he did when he was president that made things better. Yeah. you know now some people would say that well it was kind of a hard that's kind of a high bar to make things better than what Reagan did other people would say come on it's the easiest thing in the world right but the truth of the matter is if he had been a great president it wouldn't have mattered that Clinton was more charismatic it wouldn't have mattered that what's his name there with the jug ears, the billionaire from Texas
0: of uh, Ross Perot
1: it wouldn't have mattered, right? thank you. It wouldn't have mattered that Ross Perot bought his way into the primaries. Right. Bought his way into the, the debates. None of that would have mattered if his performance, if his resume had been sparkling as president. None of that would have mattered because people would have voted him back in. right? You look at the, the, the electoral college map for Reagan's reelection. He took all but one state, and I think that was Minnesota. I
0: think it was Massachusetts. I think it no, was no, no, no. That was
1: that was um, Nixon. Okay, but yeah, Reagan took all but one state. Think about that. That was his re-election. You know what that means? Everyone, whether they agreed with him or not, recognized the country's in a better place now than we used to be four or five years ago. There's no deodorant like success. <laughs> seriously the iran contra affair was going full swing during his re-election and he took 49 out of 50 states in the midst of a controversy complete with congressional hearing he won re-election he still won because there is no deodorant like success that little iran contra thing yeah it stinks but you know what look at everything else
0: yeah which also that's how he won yeah speaking of all of this um we have to talk about Dark Alliance, the CIA, the Contras, and the crack cocaine explosion by Gary Webb. And I'm actually trying to see if I um. Is that a book? It's an actual book, and it actually talks about the entire um conspiracy that you just mentioned right there and then. Um. No, as a matter of fact, no. Gary Gary Webb has passed away. Okay. Um.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Um his his life was the topic of the the book Kill the Messenger, which was turned into a great movie. Um and we and we also have to talk a little bit about the devil's chessboard. I don't know if I don't know how we're doing on time. But yeah, because I'm re reading like I'm rereading that book and I'm just like I don't understand, I I don't understand why you people have the faith that you do in the American political machine when obviously if the CIA is rigging elections and, and eliminating public officials in other countries, what makes you think that they're not doing it well, in this it, country? It,
1: but we're... It's, it's, it's the if thing. If the CIA is doing that, and it's a hard sell to convince a lot of people that the CIA is doing that.
0: David Talbot wrote this amazing book that I think that everybody needs to get their hands on. Um, also, I wanted to talk about an encounter that we had with one of our listeners um later on um i think i think the i think the question that we have and i don't know if we have the answer to this jay is that there's obvious censorship going on on social media trying to silence alternative voices and i don't even think that that's even a question anymore i don't think that you could actually deny that's not happening we've had personal experience with this the question is is that what are we prepared to do about it right and there's a tough line that we need to make sure that we don't cross there's a hard line we can't cross the line and say the most despicable things about jack dorsey who owns twitter because We don't want to be banned for violating their rules, vague as they are, with hate speech. And say something that would tick off Jack Dorsey, who would suspend or completely delete our account. Right. Because, like it or not, we still need Twitter and Facebook to promote our work that we do.
1: Right. That's the realities of life.
0: We can still use alternative... Platforms like MeWe and Parler or Parlay. Yeah. But they're still the juggernauts in the room. Facebook and Twitter are still the juggernauts. I think it would be interesting if we actually provided links to the alternative media and see if whether or not, yeah, when I say the alternative media, I mean the alternate social media platforms. Right. And see if whether or not we could get some movement going on. Because I think that if Twitter and Facebook actually had some genuine competition, they wouldn't be behaving like this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, I was having a discussion with my, with my youngest the other night and we were talking about how like cable companies, for example, like Comcast, Comcast, I think, in the next 10 years is gonna be a shadow of what it is now. It's a massive, huge, giant, one of the largest companies in the world right now. But because they've never given a shit about customer service, they've never given a shit about taking care of their customers, the people who pay them, because they've negotiated exclusive contracts with individual communities for high-speed internet, now that there's alternatives to Comcast, people are fleeing Comcast like they can see the tsunami coming and it's made of goddamn lava seriously yeah when i when i moved and i was and i was i called Comcast and told them hey i'm canceling my service as of this day they say oh is there any particular reason you're leaving i said yes because it's the first opportunity i've had
0: that's got that's got to be rough
1: <laughs> right, well it, to to the credit of the person on the other side of the phone they were like okay You know, I mean, even the people that work there know that it's a shit company. And I know because I work with about three to five people who used to work at Comcast and every single one of them couldn't wait to get out and tell all of their friends and neighbors and relatives, if you have any opportunity of leaving Comcast, do it. Yeah, because it's a shit company. It's run like people who justify their existence. They treat like shit. There's no one out there who's, you'll not find a a Comcast customer out there who's like, oh, I love Comcast. They're fantastic. Unless they've been on dial-up for the last 20 years. And now for the first time in their life, they're not using a modem that
0: goes when they dial in. It's amazing how you actually know that sound. Because I was one of them. That's
1: how we used to dial into the internet. Back in my day. Right? So it's just. And it's the same thing with political parties. It's the same thing with politicians. And people, for some reason, don't apply this to them, even though it makes no logical sense to not. If your politician isn't getting through what you want done, they are not representing you and you need to find someone else who did. Well, what if they're worse? But if they're not representing you, how could they possibly be worse? If the person that's representing you at the state or federal level is not representing you, how is it possible someone else could do worse than that? Right. Because that's their one job is to represent you and your interests. You know, so don't vote for the incumbent if you have any other option. And if you don't have any other option, maybe just maybe look into doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah two of the people that I used to go to high school with. Now I went to a shitty local high school in Western Massachusetts. We were not like, we weren't in the, the triple a level of anything. We were mediocre at best and we were probably in the bottom end of the mediocre area in scholastic achievement, academic achievement, um, Athletic achievement, musical achievement, artistic achievement, lawn care, anything you care to mention. We were like bottom end of mediocre. Right. Two of them are now sitting in state Congress where they live. Two of them. Why? Because they put themselves out there and said, I can't be any worse than that asshole. Right. And they got in. One of them's actually been in for three terms, which means they're actually to me anyway, I believe enough people think that they're representing them that they are actually re-electing them. Right. I, I just don't, I, I don't get how people get these blind loyalties. If your person that's supposed to represent you is not doing the job of representing you, they shouldn't be in office. And if you don't know if they're doing it, that's on you. Right. If you don't know what your representative is doing, how, they're do- how well they're doing in representing you, you got you can bitch all you want but as soon as I find that out my estimation of your opinion goes down drastically. Yeah. Cuz you really don't care. You just want to bitch. And hey, I'm from New England. I get it. We love bitching. So, drives me nuts.
0: Yeah. And it's it's a it's a it's a <laughs> it's a short trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it is.
0: Um but I'm going to be posting links to all, um, all of my alternative accounts, as it were. Because um, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I honestly cannot do this anymore. Um, I cannot I cannot keep fighting with... Um, I can't keep fighting the machine and keep losing ground and wasting my time. I just I just simply can't and the thing is is that it was like we pay to to promote the podcast on Facebook and Twitter and if we have a controversial topic and that episode is not able to get promoted on like a platform such as Facebook and 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 whether I like it or not people are still on Facebook people are going to stay on Facebook until there is a real alternative um you have, you have to work within the parameters of Facebook. Yeah. And until then, you're held hostage. You're held captive.
1: Yeah, you really are. I mean, if there's no other option for you, what are you going to do? And if they know there's no other option for you, what are they going to do? And it's it's funny because like when things are going, you can tell what kind of a friend someone is. When things are going well for them and not going well for you, how do they react? Right. And it's the same thing with companies. Facebook is not struggling financially at all. Everyone else is struggling. And what are they doing? Are they setting up ways? Are they setting up ways and means for people to make it easier to get their small business ideas, small business ideas out there because they're suddenly working from home? No, no, they're shutting down free speech, which they have a right to do because it's a private platform. I'm not denying that. However, still a dick move
0: because this is because there was an episode of the joe rogan show where he actually talked to jack dorsey and jack dorsey's lawyer and on the other side of the table sitting with joe rogan was tim pool and tim pool likes to say that he is liberal and he leans he a lot of things that he says is leans more conservative or libertarian Mm -hmm. and they basically had said to jack dorsey like right to his face what you're doing is wrong and what you're doing is bad and to censor people because they don't agree with your political ideology is going to ruin twitter and all it's going to take is for somebody to find an alternative and leave. You realize you're destroying your own platform with what you're doing. And then Jack Dorsey and his lawyer had said, "No, we promise we're going to look into this. We promise that we're we're going to look into what it is that we're doing and make they sure that this doesn't happen again."
1: Build they're building like fuck those assholes.
0: If things haven't gotten better. Right. Things have actually gotten worse as far as I can tell. Because if you want, okay, what's really going on with Frazzledrip? What are people really saying about Frazzledrip?
1: We don't know because they won't let us have the
0: conversation. You can't find out on Twitter. But what you can see is people saying that anybody who thinks that Frazzledrip is is a real thing, they're 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 falling for um, a fake news or QAnon or Russian bots, Trump trolls, whatever. If you actually look into the topic, you actually go and see what's going on for yourself. And you say, this is what I found without even looking at the evidence that you provide for them. And even if you agree with them that a lot of it is bullshit, the fact that you actually looked into it makes you some kind of traitor or some kind of a liar or you're just a puppet for something like QAnon. And then that's it. the the conversation is over, right? You can't and and the and that kind of behavior is encouraged on Twitter. Oh, you don't oh, you don't like what somebody has to say. Oh, just just brand them as some kind of radical right wing kook without even listening or reading what it is that they have to say. And of course, what right. does that do? That fuels the fire. That fuels the conspiracy theorists who say it's now it's obvious a cover up. And now Jack Dorsey is a part of it. Jack Dorsey is a part of the the Pizzagate scandal. He's a part of it. He has to be if he's going to silence people who say something about it, say something like, oh, it's it's a real thing. If you say it's a real thing and you get censored and you get deleted, then obviously, obviously where there's smoke, there's fire. And at the same time you're also
1: ending the conversation you're not even allowing the conversation to take place which to me is the bigger sin how can you have a marketplace of free ideas when you don't allow certain conversations to take place i don't know i don't think anyone knows how can we fix problems we're not allowed to talk about i don't want to be associated with it that's fine you don't want to be associated with it but you're allowing other shit to happen that's just as vile that you don't mind being associated with it It drives me nuts I don't know and again I just want to throw out that everyone needs to listen to our frazzle drip episode where we talk about the things that we think are plausible the things that we think are just absolute bullshit yeah because If you want to understand how we feel about it, we're not going to keep repeating it because obviously we can't advertise our show if we are talking about it. So we kind of like doing
0: this. We kind of do. I mean, and, (laughs) and, and and the other, the other thing that's going to drive a lot of people crazy in talking about this and having these conversations about how big tech is censoring people and how they are hacking democracy. I think that what they really need to understand is that there is going to come a time when there is going to be an an antitrust hearing again, this time with senators and congressmen who are going to be a little bit more tech savvy. And while what they're, of course, they're private, it's a private company, Jay. Twitter is a, quote, private company, unquote. Yep. But the thing is, is that because they have a monopoly for the time being, there is there is going to be an investigation into what they're doing. Is it al- is it illegal? I think it's kind of that's that's a gray area. Is it immoral? You bet it is. Right. You're actually censoring. You're actually censoring a political action group. Right. Imagine imagine right. if you did to to Black Lives Matter. Right. Or Antifa. Imagine if you did that to Antifa or Black Lives Matter, where you shut down their their official account on Twitter. Imagine the outrage. That's a problem, Jay.
1: Yeah. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. No. Again, it's the question. It's the moral question. Is it the right thing to do?
0: And and if you're not upset and if you're not pissed about this, you should be. It must be
1: because you, well, it's probably because you agree with them. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like us saying, you know, we can't have anyone talking about gun control because we disagree with them. Right. We wouldn't do that because they may have a valid point. I try and go into every conversation with the thought that maybe this time I'll have my mind changed. Oh, Yeah usually doesn't happen, but it depends on what it is. So, I just, it, people, it, how are you supposed to convince me that I'm wrong when you're not willing to entertain this thought that you might be wrong?
0: I don't know. Because like I said earlier, this is just adding more fuel to the fire to the people who already think that there is a conspiracy of silence by social media. That is right. trying to perpetuate the oligarchs or perpetuate the power structure of the oligarchs and to make sure that it's only the Democrats and only re- the Republicans who are allowed to have a voice. And I do see candidates like, um, I think is Howie Hawks, is, I think is his name, who's running for the Green Party. And Joe Jorgensen, who was on this podcast earlier, we had a great interview with her. She's gaining a little bit of traction. But I think that the more that they do this, the more that they push, the more that they they pull stunts like this to silence people, the more that they're going to push people away and alienate their base. I'd like to see the statistics of how many people actually canceled their Twitter accounts as of this morning when they did what they did to Unity 2020 and for articles of of, of Unity. I'd be interesting to see what
1: uh, I'd be interested in seeing it, too. But I don't think it's going to be as high as you would. You and I would like it to be.
0: And one of the things that we didn't even talk about, which we were going to talk about is um, Nick Sandman's um, speech uh, for the RNC, because this ties in this. This is a perfect bow tie to this for people who don't remember. Nick Sandman was the man who was young man the Catholic high school student who was just standing with some of his friends who bought MAGA hats because I guess they wanted to be punks or, yeah. and, or as Nick Sandman said, he is a Trump supporter because Trump supporter is, a, it shares his views on abortion is, right. a, is a anti-abortion allegedly. Um, and he was accosted by people, While he was waiting for his bus, including this Native American gentleman with his drum who got into his face. And all Nick was doing was just standing there, you know, smiling, not trying to start shit.
1: Yeah, like like an uncomfortable smile, like, okay.
0: And CNN and The Washington Post. Called this kid out and said that this kid did something that he didn't do. He didn't just, he, he didn't walk up to this guy with the drum, drums and just stood there just smiling. It was the other way around. The longer right. version of the video proves otherwise. They slandered this kid. People like Kathy Griffin was saying that I want to know where this guy lives so, so you can go after this guy. I want his address now.
1: Right, doxing they call it Doxing
0: that. a kid. They doxed this kid. He sued CNN and the Washington Post and he won for defamation or they settled out of court. I think people are starting to realize that these media companies are out of fucking control. And they're looking at alternative media to get their news and, and information and opinion. Maybe that's why we have so so many listeners. Maybe Jimmy Dore is right. And if you don't listen to Jimmy Dore, you should check him out. The reason why we have a podcast is because they suck. The reason why we have a podcast and so many loyal listeners is because they because. If, uh, the both extremes Fox News, CNN MSNBC they suck they don't have real news and opinion from from people like them and it's embarrassingly bad at how badly they suck and how transparent they are right. I think that people are starting to say I'm not going to do this anymore I'm not I, I, I'm going to go and get my news from somewhere else and it's not going to be Facebook anymore.
1: And I honestly think that's the way the market works. That's the way people think, you know, I mean, people absolutely flocked to Fox news when Fox news came out and simply decided, you know what, we're not going to be liberal.
0: Yeah, we're going to actually offer an alternative.
1: And they went to number one in views practically overnight. Almost.
0: Yeah. Almost instantly. So the thing is, is there's like, if we just had more money, (laughs) we could, we could do a better job of this. Right. And I want to be able to interview more people. And I think that we're starting to move away from the, the, the diesel punk stuff and some of the pop culture stuff, you know? And it's like, we have a great, we have a couple of great interviews lined up that I have to, I, you know, I have to publish, but because I have to work for a living, I can't publish them as quickly as I'd like to. Right. So I'm not sure where we're going to go from here, Jay. I don't know. Cause the thing is, is that it, is it crazy for me to say that this, this is detrimental to democracy?
1: I think so. I think it's fair to say that I think it's fair to say that anyone who is silencing free speech, regardless of whether they can or can't, because they are a public company or a private company, if you're silencing free speech, you are being detrimental to the com- country. Even your side, by the way, because if you're not willing to have an honest intellectual discussion about it, you're not ever going to convince anyone that they're wrong and that they should agree with you. Because as we've learned anything over the past few years, calling someone a racist or telling them that they're a bigot or telling them any one of the number of things that we keep getting, you know, conservatives keep getting called hasn't changed any of their goddamn minds no in fact it's entrenched them even more imagine that right so how is what you're doing working it's not or is your goal only to get more rah-rah from people who already agree with you
0: that's exactly what i'm seeing is that the that it's it's confirmation bias right and i see a split going on in this country that i don't I, i don't see changing i don't see things getting better i honestly don't
1: and neither do i and it disappoints me to be honest
0: it really it it is it is it is bothersome at what's happening and i wonder how much longer how much longer can this go on before there is how much longer can this go on before people say i can't do this anymore
1: Right at certain at a certain point, people are going to say enough is enough
0: if they haven't already.
1: And honestly, I think a lot of a lot of people have said enough is enough. They just don't know where they can go, other than Facebook.
0: We're going to publish other, than we're, we're Twitter, going, yeah. other than, yeah, we're actually going to publish some links and to help kind of help people out, and see what we can do, to get some traction for these other platforms, platforms like Par um, Parler and Mewe. See if we can get some get some motion get something going here for these platforms because i think that for me like the the last straw was seeing what's happening to brett weinstein and and in his web page right that t- that why, t- yeah what
1: is he saying that's so awful
0: we'll post so a that's, link that's
1: why well yeah but that's that's my point though is he's not it's not like he's saying you know pedophiles pedophilias pedophiles have rights too. he's not saying anything really out there or extreme he's just saying hey how about we change the system a little bit so we're not always choosing between the lesser two evils we're forcing them to work together
0: and that is horrible people are like freaking out you're not supposed to say stuff like that
1: right and i don't get why i don't get what he's saying in his message that is so Horrifying.
0: That is bothersome. Because the thing is I I looked at the webpage and I didn't see I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything alarming at all.
1: And I looked it up while we were talking and I didn't see anything shocking or
0: you know. I, I I think that basically what Twitter has done is a step too far, and I know that you're probably late. We've probably gone long. Yeah. So and if and to our listeners, if you know of any alternative media or alternative social media platforms definitely let us know because we'd love to be able to get on those platforms and help those people out congratulations on surviving another episode of the fedora chronicles radio show find out more about the fedora chronicles by visiting our website thefedorachronicles.com that's where you can find our show notes past episodes and articles Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our Patreon page patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for $5 a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright the Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host, Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.